you're listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Drum. This podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the Bible, through cultural conversations with women today, or on specific topical studies so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's Word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become Girlfriends in the Word. Hey friends, happy Wednesday. We are in the first week of our Advent season as we step into the Christmas holiday. And this Advent, this message about making room is so heavy on my heart. So today I want to read you a couple of passages from the book of Matthew as we walk through the nativity story and give you three things that the Lord has shown me about making room during the Advent season. So the first passage for today is going to be from the gospel of Luke. And I love the gospel of Luke for the nativity because the physician Luke gives us such great detail about the Christ child and the pregnancy of Mary and her perspective of the story. And so the first passage is Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 38. And it says in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who has said was unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. The second passage comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. It says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Well, friends, these two sections of scripture tell us great detail about the Advent story, about the coming Christ. And the big message that I want us to get this year, this season, is how important it is for us to make room. So let's start with that first section about Mary and the angel. And I know as a young girl, the dreams and the fantasies and the imaginations that we have about getting married and having a child and and all these Cinderella-style dreams. And granted, Mary lived long before Cinderella, but I imagine the heart of a woman is very much the same regardless of the generation or the culture. But this idea and this longing for marriage and children is very much interrupted when this virgin girl pledged to be married, is engaged to Joseph, has an engagement with an angel. He comes to her, he interrupts her day, he interrupts her dreams, and he interrupts every single plan that she has for her life. And she's stunned, questioning, wait a minute, how is this going to happen and why me? And Mary does something that I think is absolutely amazing and something I wish I had the faith to do more often. Mary makes space for the interruption of her dream. Mary makes space in her life for God to step in and to say, I've got something bigger and better than what you've dreamed of. And if you'll give me the space, I will use you and move through you and work in you to do something that will bring glory to my name and good to my people. And Mary says, yes, Mary takes the invitation and she puts her faith in the faithful God. And so this Advent season, the first lesson I want us to learn is the lesson from Mary to allow God room to interrupt our plans. Now, if y'all are anything like me, perhaps your calendars this Christmas season are already starting to fill up and you're looking at your schedule and you're like, Oh my goodness, everything is already so busy. I like a plan and I like a schedule. But I am learning that to walk this space of faith with God means I've got to be flexible and fluid with my time and my talent and my treasures and my resources because very often the plan that I have is not exactly the plan that God has. And if I get so rigid in what I want to do, I miss out on the miracles of blessings that God has for me when I make space for him to work through my life. And so this Advent, let's make room for the interruptions. The second lesson that I think we need to learn, that I know I need to learn, is to not live like the innkeeper. You see, that fateful day when Mary and Joseph come and her belly is swollen and that baby is contracting inside her and she's about to give birth, And they go to the inn and the innkeeper says, I'm sorry, there's no more space. See, he saw in his physical eyes what was in front of him, just another pregnant girl, just another couple looking for a room. And he missed the miracle behind who they were and what was happening because everything in him was already so full. There wasn't space in his place to say yes to what God had done 
and was doing right in front of him. And he finds the only space he has in a manger, in a stable with the animals. Y'all, this Christmas, let's not fill ourselves up so much with all the busy and the hustle and the presents and the parties that we miss those moments of invitation that God has where something interrupts our schedule, something interrupts our plans, and we can step into the miraculous with God. And then the third thing that I think is so important in these stories is the story of the shepherds. The space outside of the city. Now, historians can trace back this part of Israel to being what is called Migdal Eder. There's this big tower outside of the city, and it's where the sheep were kept. And these particular shepherds were the ones that were tasked and trained to care for the sheep that would go to the temple for sacrifice. These particular shepherds were trained to look for the spotless lamb, the Passover lamb, the sacrificial lamb that would take away sins on the Day of Atonement. And it's these shepherds that the angels come to. It's these shepherds who are eyes wide open when everyone is dead asleep. These shepherds who are trained to look for very specific things, whose hearts are aware and awake when everyone else is sleepy. And the angels come to them and they proclaim this ostentatious decree that right now in this moment, God has come to earth and that there's a sign, there's this child that they can find. And it was one thing to hear the message and it was another thing to act on the message. Those shepherds could have said, hey, we ate some weird mushrooms or what did somebody put in the bread? But no, they heard the message and then they moved which I think this Christmas matters so much as we walk through Advent. That we don't just hear another Bible message or another nativity story, but that we would actually grasp the words of the gospel. Christ is with us. The Emmanuel has come. The living God, the spotless lamb, came to earth for us. And the response of the shepherds They put their faith in action and they went, they moved, and it resulted in them receiving the ability to be the very first worshipers of the living God. And they go to that stable and they see the child and they bow down. They didn't bring gifts. They didn't have anything but their stinky selves and they come and they worship, which is exactly the response that we need to have this Advent. Will we make space in our hearts, in our schedules, in our homes, in our lives to hear the message of Christmas, that Christ has come? And will we respond with glory to the Lamb? Whether we say happy holidays or Merry Christmas really doesn't matter. This Christmas, this Advent season, will our lips glorify the Savior with our words? Will we put faith in action and worship him? Will we make space for faith that moves towards God? Because friends, I believe that's the message of Advent, that Christ came to us and now we are called to go to him. So this Christmas season, as we walk through Advent for the next several weeks and we move towards the celebration of Christmas, my challenge this week to myself and to you is would we be women 
who makes space for the work that God is doing? Would we make space for the interruptions to our dreams? Would we learn from the innkeeper and keep a margin of space to invite people into our homes and to minister to the needy with the resources that we have? And will we model the example of the shepherds and train our eyes this Christmas to see the Christ? Will we worship at his feet? And will we sing glory to the Lamb? He has come to take away the sins of the world. Because that, my friends, is the message of Christmas. Until next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. You can find resources on the website at www.nataliadrum.com, which is where you can connect with me via email, you can download resources, or you can check out the shop for books and tools to grow in your faith. If you want to connect with me on social media, head over to Instagram and find me at the handle at Natalia Drum. 